This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I love Josiah. He's doing everything uh, yeah. he can not to play Mariah Carey hero. He's he doing is. everything I, he I, can. And I respect it. He, hey, as long as he plays another food fighter. We fighters have plenty here, of time. Uh, see, maybe he's, just, I, he's I don't holding ask out. For much. He's I don't holding ask out for much. He's holding. Shay, he's holding out for a hero. I guess. That's what he's doing. He's holding out for a hero. <laughs> he is hoping. Uh, he's hoping maybe one of us orders him a hero from the calf in Bristol and we got to bribe him. I don't know if that's what's going on here. What's going on there? What's going on in, the, in there in Bristol? Why have we not got Mariah Carey yet? He said there's a lot of time. So I'm there's a lot of time. Well, we had okay. to get Taylor Swift in. So that well, was not my doing. That was my Even Enrique Iglesias would have been a good one here. <laughs> Actually, that's so maybe the best one. I know. There are so many songs that are about heroes, and we need to play all of them because potentially, potentially, Tyler Hero will play tonight in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Kenny and Carlin, and ESPN Radio is always pro- brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Alongside Shay Cornette, I'm Michael Rothstein. We're in for the guys today. And Shay, this has been the storyline all day long. Tyler Hero, questionable for tonight. Our Mark Ketchiser, who's calling the game for ESPN Radio later this evening, said that they're going to watch him in warm-ups, see what is going on, and then make a decision from there as he continues to try and come back from his surgically repaired hand that has kept him out for almost all of the playoffs. Shay, do you? I, this may be fait accompli at this point, but does he play tonight? Yeah, he plays tonight. Um... He definitely plays tonight. I also think he actually provides some valuable minutes. Look, even if he doesn't score a bucket, he's just another threat on the floor, especially since he's good from three-point range, um, which the Miami Heat need. They need a spark on offense, whatever it is. Um, I definitely think that he plays tonight. I think he'll be in limited minutes. Not ideal, obviously, for the Miami Heat, considering he hasn't played in 57 games. But tonight, they definitely could use – a hero, if you will, uh, because they're in a must-win situation on the road in Denver tonight in what could be a closeout game for the Nuggets. Now, I will say this, too. We talked about this earlier, the fact that maybe he would be filling in for Kyle Lowry, who like sneakily has made a good impact on the Miami Heat. In the past two games, Miami has been outscored by just one point, with Kyle Lowry being on the floor for 62 minutes. On the other side, the 34 minutes he's not, they're minus 27. So Lowry has made a good impact. That's not to say Tyler Hero can't, but that's just to say you're shaking up a, a, a shaking up a lineup that has worked for you in the past, um, and that might be something. Also, Hero was an absolute disaster last postseason, if you remember. He only shot 22% from three after shooting a tick under 40% for the entirety of the regular season. Um, so he, he wasn't good from long range in the postseason last year. Now, that's this is a new year. He's been out. He could have fresh legs. He could feel good. I think they're going to see how his hand feels. And I think you made the point, Michael, and I'll ride with it. I don't know if it's the first shot that matters. You said you think it's going to be the second shot. I agree with you. I think it depends on how he looks in pregame warmups. They'll see how he progressive, progresses. I think Hero plays. I think he provides valuable minutes. And I don't think this is going to be some sort of Denver Nuggets blowout tonight by any stretch of the imagination. What did you say? The line was eight? Eight and a half. I saw last I saw it was eight and a half. That was a couple hours ago. No. I, if that's the case, give me the heat to cover. I, I, I think the Miami Heat are going to put the Denver Nuggets in a dangerously close position to lose the game tonight because I, I don't think the Miami Heat are going to go down without a fight. No. When you have Jimmy Butler, when you have Bam Adebayo, when you have a coach like Eric Spolstra, no. They're not going to go down without a fight. They're going to make this close tonight. Of course, Tyler Hero, 
They're ho- the Miami Heat, at least, they're hoping he can shoot away the pain that has been the, their offense throughout this NBA Finals because it has not been good. Andre Snellings, our ESPN senior writer, he was on Fitz and Harry earlier, and he was saying what he believes, as our analytics expert, what you might see from Tyler Hero tonight. You don't normally just step in off, you know, Willis Reed, when he came out the the, the locker room, he had been out for a, a, a game, you know. So I don't expect Tyler Hero to come in pulling off the sweats and all of a sudden drop 25 points and be the reason we get a game six in this series. If he has a, a hot hand in 10 minutes of action and gives them 11 points with a couple of threes, I think that would be like over the top cake and anything else um, it seems to me to be unrealistic. I don't know. I'm excited about cake. You just said cake there. <laughs> my, my brain immediately just goes to some carrot cake, some, you know, I, I, I don't know, some chocolate mousse cake, some cheesecake. Uh, see, I, I work a lot with, with Driz here on ESPN Radio, Professor Driz. He's a professor. And when he knows whenever he says cake or ice cream. So he knew that we were doing, going on after Shay, and he had to say cake because, forget it, now I'm distracted for the next 10 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I love cake. And my son <laughs> loves cake. He, every morning, chocolate cake, birthday cake. I'm like, dude, that's not just something I have on hand for breakfast. Stop asking for it. Although, <laughs> I wish I I wish I did. But, yeah, no. So you, you and my two-year-old can hang out together with the birthday cake situation. I mean, I can't eat it. I can't have gluten. But if it's gluten-free ice cream cake or gluten-free birthday cake, Shay, I am there and I will eat all of it. Oof, well, yeah, it's, it's a ice problem. Cream cake doesn't sound good at all. Oh, but it is. There, see, gluten-free Oof. regular cake can be a little bit dicey. Gluten-free ice cream cake, because most ice cream is gluten-free, it's a good thing. And now people are like, "What are you talking about?" And there's so many good bakeries in New York and L.A. And and we can do a whole other show on this if ESPN Radio wants us to. I'm sure they won't, which is unfortunate. But will the Nuggets be celebrating with cake tonight, Shay? Uh, I think so. I think it's going to be a really close game. I hate that we're all taking the Nuggets, um, but I think that it's going to be a really close game, and I think the Nuggets do close it out at home tonight. They're just more talented from top to bottom, and so to me, I do think the Nuggets close it out at home tonight. What do you think, Rostein? I think they do as well. Uh, The Tyler Hero factor, if he does end up playing, may rattle the Nuggets in that first half a little bit. Maybe what we're looking at is the Heat. He may lead at halftime. It would actually not shock me at all if the Heat led at halftime. But the Nuggets are too powerful. Also, Tyler Hero has not played in two months. The altitude, say what you will about it, could be a big factor for a guy who just hasn't had that same type of run. Plus, if I'm the Denver Nuggets, I'm going at that hand early, even if it means me taking a foul. I know that sounds cheap. I know that sounds dirty. But you want to see how he handles contact. That's a really big big, big question and a big, big if because we don't know how much he's had to do that and how much Eric Eric Spolstra has really tried to push that in their practices as they've seen him try to get comfortable and see what is going on. Speaking of Eric Spolstra, the Heat are down 3-1 and this is their mentality entering tonight's game. Our locker room is full of great competitors and nothing has changed uh, from our standpoint that we're trying to accomplish something that's audacious, that's big, that a lot of people don't understand. The path to get there, it doesn't matter how you get there, uh, it is challenging, it is difficult. We're coming off of you know two disappointing losses at home, um, but our guys love to compete and love uh, these kind of environments um, and having things decided between those four lines. There's no narrative that can decide it, the crowd can't decide it, uh, the analytics about three one can't decide it um 
you know, you have to have a certain level of defiance. Every yeah. time I'm on these radio stations that lead in – radio stations. I'm on the same one every time. Every time I'm on these shows leading – what am I talking about? Like I'm on multiple radio stations. Every time I'm on these shows that lead into a game, I do this every time, Michael. I talk myself out of my original pick. I, like five seconds ago, Denver's going to win. Yeah, they're going to close it out at home tonight. They're more talented from top to bottom. I've watched Nikola Jokic just work every player he goes up against. Uh, what's he, He's uh, up against Cody Zeller, who – went to Indiana, my alma mater, I'm like, will you get Cody Zeller off of freaking Nikola Jokic? He's embarrassing. <laughs> That's a bad matchup. Oh, it was so- Every time Nikola would like back down, he'd turn the ball over or he'd fumble they- it or I'm like, what? Is- <laughs> anyway. I mean, Shay, Shay, they could have had all three Zeller brothers who have played exactly. in the NBA on Nikola Jokic would not have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. But anyways, my point being, I, I, I know what I've watched with my own two eyes, but something about this Heat team and the more we play this sound and the more we talk about about it now the Tyler Hero factor coming in not that he's going to be the be all end all and the fact that everyone thinks everyone thinks Denver's have you heard anyone say that the Heat are going to win tonight this might be my play in the night I might go the other way and go with the Miami Heat I don't like that no one is giving them a shot this is when Jimmy Butler plays his absolute best I know we had a um we had a good nugget earlier about the last time that Butler was in this situation. He was down 3-1, and he dropped like 54 points, and they extended their series. Like To me, this just sets up for the Heat bringing this thing back to Miami. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I talked myself into it. I, I, listen, Eric Spolster has pulled a Ted Lasso on you. He's gotten you to believe. Next, you're going to hit a sign before the game. It's going to be very exciting for your family. You know, Jordan's going to come home from golf, and he's going to be like, what's going on here? When did we become AFC Richmond? And there's a locker room, and you've got – yeah, everything will have changed. It's going to be very confusing, a very confusing night in the Cornette household. I know. <laughs> I, I don't I, really – I have talked myself into it. I really have. I think I might go lean the heat. And the eight and a half points even further just drives it home. It's too many points. Something smells weird about that. It's too many points. Well, I mean, I think that people are taking into effect that – the Nuggets have looked pretty dominant the last couple of games, and it is back in Denver where the Nuggets have been fantastic this season. That, that to me, is, I think, exactly what we're looking at and why they're saying that and why the line is what it is. Uh, that, it, that, that makes all the sense to me, Shay, as, but I can understand it. I, I think I would, if I'm going to take it with the points, with the spread, I would take heat with the points, but I would take Denver on the money line. Okay, sure. Um, I, I'll tell you this, though. If there's someone that knows how to do this, that would be Kevin Love. Did you see this story about him missing the team flight to Denver for Game 5? Um, because his wife uh, went into labor, and they had a baby on Saturday. So he flew to Denver on his own. Um, he got there in time for the film session and all the media stuff that had to go on yesterday. But uh, he welcomed a new baby girl, I believe, on Saturday, which is just awesome. So congrats to... Um, Congrats to Kevin Love, and we'll see how that maybe fuels his fire. But that—that that is one guy that has been in this situation. Before. He has—he has been in this situation before, so he explained exactly how you do it here on NBA on ESPN Radio earlier. Here's Love. Here's Kevin. Coming back from three. I think it just is within your belief system, and we we certainly have that here, um, as everybody talks about. But we talked about before we got on. You know, it's just part of who we are. We've been such a, um, you know, 
a team that's overcome so much. We've 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 done it the hard way, and our preparation is unlike any other. So our belief system is is very high. I think that all starts with with Coach Spo, uh, with Jimmy, with Bam, and throughout our entire lineup. We we've been down in a number of situations, but never out. Um, we know that people look at us like an eight seed, but you know we we don't look at it like that. We look at it like we can beat anybody, uh, even with our backs up against the wall. We understand that we know we just have to win one, and then if we take it home, you know, not only do we not want to, but we don't feel like we're going to lose on our home floor in Game Seven. Uh, anything can happen. I don't know, Shay. I, I, yeah, he, he's he's getting ahead of himself. First of all, uh, and I don't know. I'm always someone who tries to like convince players not to talk in cliche. Are they is the preparation really unlike any other? I mean, like seriously, like I mean, every team prepared. Like uh, I did that. that yeah, whenever but, I hear that, my brain just goes into anger. Sure, but I will say we've heard reports that Miami Heat have been doing all the things to try and simulate the altitude. I don't even know what all that entails, but maybe that's what he's alluding to. I don't know. Per- perhaps I'm just saying. Like I'm pretty sure the Nuggets prepare pretty well, pretty well as well. The one person we know that will always prepare well that is Frank Isola. He's on around the horn, Sirius XM NBA Radio. He joins us now. On the phone, Frank. Thanks for taking a few minutes on a very busy day. Let's just start here. What do you think? What are you expecting tonight? Oh, I think you know the Miami Heat. If you look at what they did in Game Seven against Boston, you look at what they did in Game Two against Denver. I would think they'll give their best effort. Whether or not that's good enough remains to be seen. That they've been struggling to score. They they haven't scored at least 96 points in three of the four games that have been played thus far. And we'll see how Denver handles it. It sounds like they're going in with the right mindset. Remember, you know, they, they've won nine of ten games in the playoffs. And, that, you know, that's two against Kevin Durant and um, Devin Booker, four against the Lakers, and already three against Miami. So they've been on a roll. And Miami's is two and six in their last eight games. So it's two teams heading in an opposite direction. But remember, this could be a historic night before. Denver Nuggets have never played, you know, have never been one win away from winning an NBA championship, and they have the chance to do it on their home court. So who knows how they'll respond to that. But the thing that could be standing in their way mm. is maybe Tyler Hero. I'm kind of saying that in jest, but it's true. The Miami Heat might try one more trick up their sleeve, and that would be to pull Tyler Hero out tonight. It sounds like he's going to try and give it a go. I think we're all not quite understanding how much he can provide to this Miami Heat team. But, Frank, do you think he can be that spark that maybe throws Denver off balance? I mean, it's going to be tough. You know, when you haven't played for seven weeks, and not only you know, your first game back, Guys usually struggle. Now you're asking his first game back to be an elimination game in the NBA Finals. That's asking a lot. I get it that they're rolling the dice. Remember, you know they started to play a much different way when he went down. There was a lot more ball movement. Guys were knocking down shots, but that hasn't happened. So it's you know if they were up three one, I don't I don't think Tyler Hero would be back, or maybe he'd be in uniform. But I'm not so sure how much they would play him. But you know Duncan Robinson had that great moment in Game Two, but Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent have both struggled. So I think. They're looking at it this way. This is a talented guy, talented offensively. Maybe we can catch lightning in a bottle. It's not, it's not the worst thing. Hey, when you're down 3-1, and you know in order to win the series, you're going to have to win two games in Denver, it's not the worst idea. You hear him on, you hear him on Sirius XM NBA Radio. You see him on Around the Horn. Frank Isola joins us here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Shea Cornette on Michael Rothstein. And there's another piece of NBA news that's out there besides Game 5 tonight of the NBA Finals. Fred Van Vliet is site opt out of his deal, become a free agent. Where do you think he, A, lands, and B, maybe is the best spot for him 
irrelevant of where he might end up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think him staying in Toronto would be the best move. I mean, they're the ones that developed him. Fred Van Vliet is a terrific player. He's as tough. Of, you know, I get that he's undersized, but just in terms of his physical toughness, his mental toughness, you know, he basically came from nothing. And then he ended up having a great run with them in the NBA Finals in 2019. I think any team that's looking for a guy that could handle the ball, that could certainly uh, make shots, is willing to take big shots in big games, I think a lot of teams will pursue Fred Van Fleet. I think that's going to be a much sought-after player. You know, if he's not back, if Gary Trent Jr. isn't back with the Toronto Raptors, is there a chance that maybe they'll trade Pascal Siakam? Could they go for a full rebuild? I'm, I'm not so sure if they'll do that. You know, the Eastern Conference is tough. The Atlantic Division is tough. But Fred Van Fleet's not going to have to worry about suitors. There's going to be a lot of guys pursuing him. Frank, I'm about to ask you something that I feel like your answer is going to be like, does anyone know what the right idea is with this next question? But I'm going to ask you anyways. There are reports now that perhaps Kyrie Irving could be going to Houston. If the if the Rockets don't end up getting James Harden, maybe they would pursue Kyrie Irving. Obviously, we saw him courtside for the Lakers series. Everyone thinks maybe that's where he's going. Where do you think is the best fit? Or does he stay in Dallas? Where do you think is the best fit for Kyrie Irving next season? Is it with Houston? For a team, the best fit for Kyrie Irving is on a one-year contract. Yes. He, had a, he was in the final year of his contract with the Brooklyn Nets this year, and he was playing well. Remember, he was a big part of a team that went 18-2 and two over a 20-game stretch, the best 20-game stretch in that history. If you're going to give Kyrie four years, $200 million, good luck to you. I mean, don't, don't be surprised when all the nonsense starts in. So no, I don't think anybody questions Kyrie's talent. But, you know, the problem is can you trust him? And with Kyrie, there always seems to be something, and that always something results in him not playing in games. You know, I, why would the Houston Rockets want him? They have all these young players. Right. You know, the last no time sense. Kyrie Irving was with a bunch of young players was in Boston, and they did better without him than they did with him. It, I don't think it makes any sense for Houston to get James Harden or Kyrie Irving. To me, they, they should be headed a, in a different direction. Was that maybe floated out by Kyrie's people to make it seem like there's more interest in him? You know, that the story last week about Kyrie calling up LeBron James, which I would have to think came from Kyrie's camp, I don't think it had the desired result that maybe Kyrie's people wanted. I think a lot of people laughed at it. As if LeBron James is going to give up everything he has in L.A., including his son, is going to USC. I think the whole thing about his son going to USC is that LeBron could attend the games. So unless Bronny's going to also transfer to SMU, I'm not so sure why LeBron James would want to go to Dallas and uh, play with Kyrie and Luka Doncic. Frank, listen, who knows when it comes to all of it, except you're probably right there when it comes to LeBron James. We're going to be following you tonight with the NBA Finals. We'll be following you all throughout the insanity that will be NBA free agency. Thanks for taking a few minutes tonight. Thanks, folks. Give it a good work. That was Frank Isola. You can hear him on Sirius XM NBA Radio. You can see him on Around the Horn on ESPN. He joined us here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Candy and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Round out your protection with life, phone, and pet health insurance. Coming up, Father's Day is this weekend. It means there's the U.S. Open, but it's also fitting we're going to do this. We're going to have Puck Daddy join us to talk. (laughs) What else? Pucks. This is Kenny and Carly on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. That Golden Knights celebration, celebratory call, is courtesy of Fox Sports 98.9. There are two South Florida teams in major championships. The Florida Panthers, obviously, in the Stanley Cup final. The Miami Heat tonight playing in game Five of the NBA Finals. Both my South Florida teams are down three to one, so it might be a rough twenty-four to thirty-six hours if you live in South Florida. If things don't go your way, we've talked a lot about the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets, but now we're going to flip and talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup Final here on Candy and Carly on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM at Channel Eighty, ESPN Radio, and Candy and Carly as always presented by Progressive Insurance alongside Shay Cornette. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're going to go out to the phones now we're going to talk to the one the only puck daddy otherwise known as greg wasinski he's espn's nhl reporter he joins us now and greg let's start here you are out at skate today what is the latest on matthew kachuk the panthers star <laughs> well the latest is we'll find out tomorrow uh, apparently their coach paul maurice uh, being a little bit of uh, a gamesmanship, maybe, uh, to not reveal his status today for us. We do know that he traveled with the team. Uh, we do know he did not skate uh, this morning in an optional practice. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not optimistic for him playing in Game 5, if I have to be honest, just by talking to some of his teammates and just hearing some things on the ground about what the nature of the injury could be. Um, but nothing's official yet. And I will say that Maurice did make noise uh, yesterday about potentially maybe using Kachuk in a limited capacity on power plays or in situations. So, I mean, I think there's a still a chance he could give it a go, but I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not too optimistic about it. 
Okay, with that being said then, Greg, let's stay with the Florida Panthers here. They were only down a goal with almost an entire third period to go. They had a six-on-four advantage for several seconds, and now you have your star player limited. With all that being said, how realistic is, how realistic is it for the Florida Panthers to go into Vegas and, and, and get one on the road in, in a must-win situation? Well, they've got a lot of belief. I mean, you got to remember back in the first round, they were down 3-1 to the Boston Bruins. They won game five of that series, and then away they went uh, towards that unbelievably shocking game seven win in Boston. Now, I will say the reason they won game five is on a Matthew Kachuk overtime goal. (laughs) So if he can't go, I think maybe some of that magic does dissipate. But they've got a lot of belief, a lot of of those Panthers players today saying, we've we've been here before, we've been in this spot before, we know how to do this. And so they're kind of clinging to that first-round elimination of the Boston Bruins as proof of concept that they can play their way out of this. But I will say, there's only been one time in NHL history that a team has rallied from a 3-1 deficit to win the Stanley Cup, and that was all the way back in the 1940s. So the numbers do not uh, inspire much confidence for our friends, the Florida Panthers, at this point. We're talking to Greg Wyshynski, better known as Puck Daddy, ESPN's NHL reporter here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, alongside Shea Cornette and Michael Rothstein. I want to flip to the Vegas Golden Knights. And... I I don't know, Greg, maybe this is just something that I cover the NFL, so this just seems really shocking to me. We're a game away from the Knights, Golden Knights, winning their Stanley Cup when they've been around for, like, six years. How did this, uh, seriously, how did this happen? We know that they had that one magical run in 2020-21 when they got to the Stanley Cup semifinals. They obviously were in the conference finals. Like, how does this happen? (laughs) Well, I mean, first of all, the foundation was that expansion year. Um, the NHL relaxed its expansion draft rules. Other teams that had come into the league in the last 20 years, they were picking from the like table scraps. But the Knights, under those expansion rules, got their pick of some really good players, and on top of that, were able to pressure teams into making mistakes. So some of the guys that are on this roster today for this potential cup winner Jonathan so Riley Smith, William Carlson, uh, William Carrier, Shea Theodore, those are players that they acquired by a trade from teams because of the pressure they were able to exert based on the uh, number of guys that had to be exposed to that expansion draft. But on top of that, I'm writing about this if they win. They're kind of like the startup company of the NHL. Like at some point, a startup company you're making something with your friends. You're feeling pretty good about life. You're all wearing Hawaiian shirts to work. You're having movie nights. And then it gets real. <laughs> then you have to start making money and, and 10xing your profits. And that's what the Knights did. They had to trade away some beloved people, including Marc-Andre Fleury, the face of the franchise, to make room under the salary cap for Jack Eichel, Alex Petrangelo. They kind of had to grow up a little bit as a franchise and grow up pretty quickly. It caused a lot of pain. It caused a lot of awkward moments for this team. But in the end, it may result in them winning the Stanley Cup. I'll say this, too, in terms of what the Golden Knights were able to do in terms of a startup company. How about the goalie situation? They've been through, what, five goalies now so far in the year? And I I think Aiden Hill was, like, their fourth option. And yet here they are, like, one win away from winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, So a two-part question for you here, Greg, which I know, like, isn't right for journalists, but whatever. Um, One, how impressed (laughs) are you with the fact that they've been able to, to make it work? This is not, like, a normal recipe for a Stanley Cup winning or a Stanley Cup final final team with multiple goalies in and out of net. And then in, in part two here is Aiden Hill becomes a unrestricted free agent this summer. What happens with him? 
Yeah, you know, it, it, there's a beautiful symmetry, actually, with him doing this for them, which is that he's exactly the kind of player they would have gotten in the expansion draft, kind of tossed away a spare part for somebody else's team, and then they acquire him out of desperation because their starter, Robin Leonard, had off-season surgery, and he became one of a number of goalies and, and through injury in the playoffs, grabbed the crease. Um, you know, I thought when he came up, he would just be the kind of goalie where they're like, just don't lose it for us. You know, just, just do the things you're supposed to do. But he's been well better than that. He's been an active reason why the Golden Knights are one win away from winning the Cup. And, and like you said, what does that ultimately translate for him in the offseason? I mean, are our teams going to look at him and the way he played and say, we can acquire this guy to potentially be our starter? Does he re-sign with the Knights to stick around and, and try to win again? He's going to have some options in front of him, but I mean, it has been an eye-opening performance for him in these playoffs, and he is not simply just the beneficiary of a good team in front of him. We're talking to Greg Wyshynski, the puck daddy, ESPN's NHL reporter here on Candy and Carlin. We'll get out of here on this because we've been talking about the whole startup culture, startup life, as you will potentially write about here if the Vegas Knights finish this off so what startup are you comparing them to and then what does that mean what fortune 500 company are are you kind of trending them toward (laughs) well hopefully a successful one hopefully not one that has a giant (laughs) ipo and then and then crashes i don't think they're like pets.com but um you know the comparison is simply simply just like knowing that you've got to make tough decisions along the way i mean you know i I talked to a number of the knights for this story Mm -hmm. and the fact is, is that things got awkward for them for a while. You know, they had to trade away some really beloved players, not only amongst the fans, but, but in the room uh, to make these upgrades. And so I, I think it's kind of that journey that you see companies make where, you know, you start out and it's fun and it's cool and, and you're making good things. You find some success early, but then eventually you, you have to kind of, like I said, grow up. And, and so the Knights have done that. And, and you know, there were, there were times where there's definitely perception around the league of, jealousy of how quick it's come and, and maybe some animosity for how they've treated some of their players. But, you know, when you ask to what end, the end is potentially them skating the Stanley Cup in front of their home fans in Game 5 tomorrow night. So I guess, I guess you could say it's worth it. Greg, we will be following you tomorrow night to see if Las Vegas ends up winning the Stanley Cup. Thanks so much for the time. Anytime. Thanks for having me. That, of course, was the Puck Daddy, Greg Wyshynski, ESPN's NHL reporter here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Coming up, we're going to stay in Las Vegas because would the Raiders actually do something almost unthinkable and rescind the franchise tag for one of their stars? And what about another star who now he needs to find a home? This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And Carlin, the podcast. You know, it's an interesting thing being a running back in the NFL. Shay, it really, really is. It's kind of like being Michael. Who sings this song? Who sings this song, oh, Michael? I, 
uh, I, I will get you it wrong. Better get this queen's name Come right. On. Let's go, Michael. Who sings this? Well, he said queen, so I'm going to go Beyonce and therefore hopefully. Ah! Right. Excuse me? <laughs> it's Mary J. Blige. It's oh, okay. all right. We, that's we, worse. I, I, I am embarrassed now. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have put you on the spot. That was mean of me. No, but that's I just fine. Went, that's the way fine. you bopped. No. The way you bopped your head to it made me feel like maybe he knows. I feel like maybe he knows. You know, now when I hear it, now I do, yes, <laughs> I do recognize it. I just was not expecting to hear some Mary J. Blige. Okay, and, well, uh, I'm sorry. I, no, just, we're good here. I am I am more, I, you know, I, I, I sit you. there in the breaks. I sit there in the breaks and I, I push for Tom Petty and I push for Taylor Swift. And it's because If you get Taylor I, Swift, Shay gets Mary J. Mary J. Blige. Absolutely. And if I'm you not, throw Whitney I'm not in here, quick, it's all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> criticizing Mary J. Blige. Is an incredibly talented, like that was Beyonce, goat of the music industry, and she. I, I actually don't think she even gets as much credit as she deserves to get for her musical career. I'll, I'll go that far. Shay. All right, fair enough. Okay, you can. Uh, is that now okay? The running is back it? market. Yes. No. It's I mean, okay. listen. I'd rather talk. I'd rather talk some R and B and some. Uh, no, let's let's rock and roll. I'll, <laughs> no, no, I'll, let's no. do that. Let's let's go to football because this I mean, is something we, we we're equally to... aligned on. Okay, fine. I mean, because I was going to say, Kenny and Carla on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel Lady, can very easily become Shay and Michael talking about music for the next four or five minutes if we really wanted to. Of course, she is Shay Cornette. I'm Michael Rothstein. We are filling in for Kenny and Carlin today, both of whom I'm sure would know Mary J. Blige, so I will get some I don't know if Carlin would. Do you guys think mm. Carlin would know? I don't know if Carla would know. Eric? I don't think Carla would know. Mary J. I think um, I think Cant, hmm. Canty would know in five seconds, but I think I don't know if Carlin would. Yeah, I wouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt. I wouldn't one. either. Uh, I wouldn't see, I was give Carlin that to, one. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Somebody who has not gotten the benefit of the doubt in Minnesota is Dalvin Cook because he is no longer in Minnesota. He is now a free agent, and he could end up a whole bunch of places. We don't know where that will be. Shay, if you were an NFL general manager of Team X, where would you think Dalvin Cook is going to land? Uh First of all, I honestly, I don't know that it matters where he lands because I think he's going to make an immediate impact on whatever team he lands with. Here's the good thing about Dalvin Cook. Not only is he a stable running back for your organization, but also the Vikings have already done the heavy lifting for you. They've already paid him a boatload of money. So I feel like you could get him at a reasonable price that would ba- benefit your roster. Whereas like for guys like Saquon Barkley, which is understandable, or... Why am I blanking on who? Uh, Josh Jacobs. I'm like, who am I? What? These guys obviously want longevity and they want more money. Dalvin Cook, I don't think, cares about the longevity necessarily. And he's already gotten paid a boatload of money. So you could get him on a little bit more of a reduced price. Um all that being said, there are a million places where I think I think the, the front runner at this point is Miami, right? Is Miami the place where I think most people think he's going to go, which would make that – if that team wasn't already stacked and extremely quick, he would make them even more stacked and even quicker. Um, I, 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 I think they're, uh, they would benefit wholeheartedly from him, considering they would add another running back to their stable when they already have a plethora of wide receivers, and that would make that offense just sing a little bit more. And I also think it gives Tua a little bit of a break because I think – think we're all worried and holding our breath a little bit if two is going to stay healthy having someone you can rely on just to hand the ball off would only help him kind of get out of the way a little bit and so I think Miami makes a lot of sense but the key thing to remember with Dalvin Cook is the fact that you can get him at a reduced price without question I'll tell you the place I'd like to see him go I agree with you and a lot of other people Miami makes a ton of sense for him Kansas City would make a lot of sense for him mm-hmm. even though they have yeah. Isaiah Pacheco but I'll, I'll, this is maybe me just being the, the sucker for the storyline right being the writer I, I would love to see him go to Buffalo and play with his brother. 
Like, yeah. imagine that storyline. And by the way, also, that would make the Bills the absolute front runner in the AFC. I'm sorry. If Dalvin Cook joined the Bills with what he can do in the passing game, too, mm, I think that would push the Bills over Kansas City, although it'd still be close. Buffalo just got Leonard Floyd, right? So they've already, yeah, they've they, already they bolstered their money. defense. Yeah. Um, and obviously this would help with their offense. I'll say this. I feel, you know, Jordan and I do our show on Sunday. So we cover all these NFL games on Sunday in real time. And there have been multiple Sundays over the last few years where we talk about Buffalo for playing in that, that crappy weather. They don't rely on their run game as much as they really should. And adding Dalvin Cook would help them do that. And I, uh, it makes sense for them to have another stable back like, like Dalvin Cook in that roster. Well, not only that, you'd also be taking some miles off of your quarterback, Josh Allen, who runs a lot and listen, was their leading seen, rusher for so right, many games. Exactly, but that's the thing too. We've seen what happens with guys who run that that often. Guys like Cam Newton, it causes problems later in their careers. You just gave Josh Allen all of the money. He's on the cover of Madden. Protect Josh Allen. Sign Dalvin Cook. Look, we're playing GM here, Shay. It's super fun. I mean, I'm not going to be upset about it. Of course, the other running back we were quickly going to mention here, Josh Jacobs. It'll be very interesting to see if he signs the franchise tag. That's going to be something to watch over the next couple of weeks. Coming up, we go to Ball Arena for last-minute thoughts on Game 5 of the NBA Finals. That's coming up soon. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio.